Hello music makers, it's Rosie here and welcome back to the Be Radical Make Music podcast. So I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for joining. If you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm really, really grateful to have your your ears and your eyes on this. So this week we're talking about the rebellious act of making music. It sounds pretty intense. <laughs> I've just had an hour session with some of my students that are inside a program I run called Amplify. And we were talking about this exact thing. And it was such a good conversation. And it opened up so many avenues to think about and consider as music makers that I really wanted to share it a bit wider. So what does it mean, the rebellious act of making music? Well, I like to look at the definition of the word rebellious, right? And the definition is the action or process of resisting authority, control, or convention. So it's this doing, it's a doing thing, rebellion, and resisting, this, the resisting of authority, the resisting of control. And I think for us artists and music makers, the resisting of convention, it's a really, really big thing. I also want to caveat the word rebellion, put a word before it. I want to put the word gentle before the word rebellion, because I think in our modern day culture, probably all through cultures, actually, the concept of rebellion is a hard concept. It's a lot of effort. It seems to have a lot of consequence. And so I want to put the word gentle because instead of rebellion in this context, looking like fists to the sky or protesting, I want it to look like the pen on the page, the fingers on the fretboard. That is gentle resistance. That is gentle rebellion. That is making music as an act of rebellion. So let's get into it. Like, There's a few angles that I want to talk about. But historically, right, music has been a form of rebellion and self-expression. Music is a form of self-expression and expressing yourself in its essence is a form of rebellion when we're inside a culture and a society that has predetermined who you should be, what you should do, how you should think, how you should feel. So when you decide to express yourself truly, freely, authentically, you're going to be faced with a lot of narratives and resistance to that. And some of that's internal and some of that's external. But you're an artist, you're a music maker. And I don't care if you've just started or if you've been at it for a long time, you are a part of the voice of this society, right? And your role in challenging the status quo, whether that is in a tiny, tiny gentle way or in a huge forceful way, whatever that looks like in your art and in your artistic practice, you have that right. You have that right to express yourself. There's so many artists to call upon to see how this actually can change. I mean, your music is a revolutionary thing. Making your music is a revolutionary act. 
your music and built in the act of making it. There are so there's so much bravery and courage that we have to employ just to make it, just to write it. And I say this all the time and people, I think, get a bit confused. I don't really care about the music at the end of the day. I mean, I care about it. Of course I do. I'm a music maker. But for me, it's not actually the most important part. It's a beautiful process end. It's a beautiful product at the end of a wonderful process. And it's the process. It's That's when we're feeling really brave. That's when we are needing to understand ourselves and sit in our own authenticity and sit in our own self-expression and decide to choose ourselves. It's in the making part. That's the part that this all comes out. The rebellion happens in the making of the music. So let's look at some artists. So I've got some here. So Bob Dylan, he was very vocal about the war, very anti-war And his music challenged the status quo. It addressed many, many different things in society. Lots of pressing issues. And Nina Simone, another artist who spoke up loud and clear about civil rights movement. Rage Against the Machine, they're still going. Talking about anti-corporatism, the police, social injustice, (laughs) Social injustices. Annie DeFranco standing up for women's rights, trying to challenge gender norms, LGBTQIA plus rights. Janis Joplin sort of crashed in there and turned what it meant to be a quote-unquote woman in rock and roll on its head. Fela Kuti, who the godfather of Afrobeat, really challenging the human rights abuses happening in Nigeria. Political protesting. So these are all artists that we know. You've probably heard of a few of them, if not all of them. You might be thinking, yeah, but my music's not like that. But there's a lot of the catalogue of the music from those particular artists that's also not like that. Right? There are a lot of songs about other topics and they are models for how rebellion can look. It can potentially look like you're really, really challenging the norms of the society you live in. You're using your music to express how you feel. And for some of you listening, that you don't maybe feel really, really strongly about social political issues. That's okay. You might feel really, really strong about love. You might feel really, really strong about freedom, about people being able to dance, about expression, about your own feelings. And ultimately, that is all that everyone's done. That's all all those artists. Ultimately, all they've been talking about is freedoms and expressions and people living and living a life of meaning. And those rebellion acts of making music, those small songs, because songs are just small, they're huge and vast and such a small little package, that has changed people's lives. Those pieces of music, those songs, those works of art 
have changed the way people think and feel about stuff. And ultimately, you could argue, changed the course of how our societies have moved forward in very small butterfly effect ways, but very real ways. And so again, I want to be really clear, though, that your music doesn't need to be, in its context, rebellious. Rebellious music making does not need to be loud or angry or or even like really smart and poetic and cerebral. It can be you sitting there deciding to use a portion of your life, this one life you have, to use just a small portion of it to write some music and make some art, to make some music, to open up the door and get on with your production, to sit on your bed and play the guitar, to sit in that park for an hour writing your lyrics. That is rebellion. Because there are silencing forces upon you, upon all of us. And those silencing forces... They are telling you that your music's not important, that your self-expression isn't wanted or needed, that you should not rock the boat, that you should be good, that you should just get on with it, that your problems aren't problems, that art is not important in general, that what's more important is making money, what's more important is being responsible, what's more important is being serious. And so you end up in situations Like I have been working with students for the last two years and I've worked with students who are lawyers and a surgeon. And one of the biggest fears is that their peers or their family will find out that they're also songwriters, that they're also artists. Because if their peers find out that they're doing this and they're paying money for this and they're coming to, you know, a a wee lassie for Glasgow. I don't know why I always call myself that. I'm way more than that, but you know what I mean? (laughs) It's my self-identity, my uh, self-perception. But if they found out that they were spending their time, energy and money on this stuff, that they would be taken less seriously as a person, as an adult, as a professional. That's a silencing force. That's a powerful force that is in there saying that your music isn't important enough that this burning desire of truth that you have inside you should be ignored because the consequence of you following this is humiliation. It's people telling you you're wasting your time and that's because we have these silencing forces of capitalism. Can you make money from it? If the answer is no, immediately no, then it's not worth your time. When the truth of the fact is, when it comes to the arts, I mean, the creative industries in the UK is one of the highest grossing industries in the UK. Making money from art is not a new concept. It is not a new thing. But we need to make the art first before we look at the pathways towards whatever it is that we want to do with it. And I think I can probably speak on behalf of the majority of artists and the majority of you listening where we don't go into this to just make money. If I was just wanting to make money, there are many other ways I can spend my time and talents on this planet. I could probably be a millionaire. (laughs) If that is really what I wanted to do, I'm hard-headed enough and I'm stubborn enough. (laughs) If that was what I wanted to do, if that was my passion, but it's not. And for some people, their passion is making money. But we need to know what our passion is. And honor that and honor, it's not even just your passion, is it? It's your way 
of expressing who you are on this planet. Conformity, that's another silence in force. Another silence in force is you can't be the person in the group that speaks up. Now, if you're an artist, which you are, you are the person in the group who speaks up. You speak up through your art. You maybe don't feel confident enough to put your hand up in an actual group of people and use your words. But you're doing this through your art. And again, this doesn't need to look like I'm calling out society around me. This can look like anything. This can just look like sound. This can look like acoustic guitar tracks. This can look like beautiful pop songs. This can look like folk music. This can look like meditation music. This this can look like anything. This rebellion is a gentle rebellion and it doesn't need to look hard or harsh or feel hard or harsh. But we need to understand these silencing forces have really affected our ability to create and share our music. And inside that, there's a lot of pain. And actually a lot of my teachings, a lot of the the sessions I do with people is we go into the pain of the fact that for so long you've not been able to create and share your music. And we write songs about that and we write music about that. And as a way to heal ourselves and move forward. And that healing, by the way, is soft rebellion. It's gentle rebellion. You have a burning desire to create. You wouldn't be spending your time listening to me talking without some kind of desire to make music. And that's an inner drive. There's something in there that's propelling you, that's that's moving you towards things and away from other things. And once we understand those silencing forces, once we understand how they impact us, once we understand the places and people within which we're going to encounter them, they're abundant, they're everywhere. And it's not always from a bad place. Your family might not quite understand what it is that you want to do. And through trying to protect you, it might feel like they're really not supporting you. For others, our families just might straight up say, I won't support this. Depending on your culture and your community and your background. But if we know this about it, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, it's not easy. It's really not easy. But if we can prepare ourselves. We don't need to rebel against our family here, but we can still rebel against the control that we're feeling. And that might even be internalized. It could be that you are controlling yourself. I think something here, and I'm going on a tangent, but I think there's something here um, about being able to make your art in secret if you want to, if you need to, if you have to. You don't need to always tell the whole world at the start when it's young and small and new. You can wait until you have developed and grown and felt strength from it before you do share anything. That's okay. But this this rebellion happens alone. It happens, it happens when you're making it, it happens in, like I said, when the pen is on the page and the fingers are on the fretboard, inside those chords, inside those structures, inside those productions, inside your DAW, inside your computer, inside your notes app, that's where the rebellion is. And it's beautiful. But this burning desire to create, 
allowing that to live, fanning the flames of the burning desire to create, that's a rebellious act. Keeping the fires stoked, fueled and alive. This will allow you to move forward and overcome more and more challenges and it becomes this beautiful cycle. It becomes this flow where we we all feel it. Like we internalize so much, don't we? Imposter syndrome, we say, oh, it's my fault. Even the name imposter syndrome, right? My fault, I'm an imposter. I, something wrong with me, I'm broken. It's me, I'm, I'm, it's me, I'm wrong. Or low self-confidence, it's my fault. I need to work on my self-confidence. Or feeling like we're really lost. It's a very common feeling that a lot of music makers have. I'm so lost. I don't know where to go next. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's my fault. I should know. We need to see that as that's a silence in force. And that's a challenge. And just by looking at the desire, okay, maybe I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know I have a desire to do something. Maybe I do feel like an imposter, but I know it's because I have a desire to make music. Maybe I don't have much confidence right now, but it's because I want to do something that's really pushing me out of my comfort zone. We can have the understanding of our desires at the exact same time as feeling all those silence and forces. And so you can see it as a challenge. You're not born this way. You're not stuck like this. You won't be lost forever. You won't feel like an imposter forever. You won't have low confidence forever. If you take that bit of action and overcome these challenges, these obstacles that are in placed very strategically in the way, and we do this through rebellion, through soft, gentle rebellion. We do this by choosing to show up on the days we don't want to, on the days we do want to, on the days in between, I'm going to show up. Maybe it's only five minutes. We choose to have a bare minimum. We're not going to do any less than that. But if I don't feel like doing more, I don't have to. And this brings you to creative freedom. And I call this radical creative freedom. I have sort of developed over the last few years a a three point pathway, a three-stage pathway that's working for me and working for many of my students as well. And it's about get, bringing us this radical creative freedom where you can show up on the days you need to be rebellious, you can, and on the, the days when it's easy, it's beautiful. And having gone through many workshops, I am really passionate about this system, this structure, this pathway, this this program, whatever we want to call it, but it's got three very distinct points to it. And this is where I go from rebellion to music making. I go through these kind of three pathways and I am teaching these three pathways to radical creative freedom inside the workshop that's coming up on the 8th of November and the workshop is called Music Rebellion, Three Pathways to Radical Creative Freedom. It's a bit of an amalgamation of many of the workshops I've just done, which are very strategic workshops on how to finish your work and very open workshops, five-day workshops on authentic music making, authentic songwriting, authentic music making. And I've came up with this 
very powerful to our workshop now. It's open to all music makers, songwriters, music producers, singers, piano players, composers. If you create music in any capacity, electronic musicians, then this is for you. If you feel those silence and forces upon you, if anything I've said, this episode has been resonating. And I know for some of you, it's like ding, ding, ding. Come and join me where we're going to get stuck in. And it's, it's going to be a very practical two hours. So you're going to have a lot of things to be doing. And I'm going to lead you through it all at the end, the outcomes what you're going to feel, the the transformation that will happen over these two hours. Firstly, it's very profound. It's very acute and it's very profound, which is why I, I love workshops. More and more I'm loving workshops, more so even than like long courses or, you know, workshops are, are really, really powerful. They're very much in alignment too with this rebellion, peer-to-peer knowledge sharing but inside, what, what you're going to experience through the two hours is a radical shift in how you think about yourself as a music artist and how you think about the act of music making. Together we're going to commune and gather and collectively identify our own rebellions and what that looks like. And for some of you, it's going to be lots of effort and really going for things. And for some of you, that's going to be a very gentle, slow, safe and soft experience. It depends on who you are and where you're coming from. But what is going to happen is you will be stepping up to a place inside your music making that maybe you've never felt before. And you'll be meeting a lot of new people and getting new people into your realm. People who get you, people who get what you're doing. There's a big part of this rebellion too, is surrounding ourselves with communities of people who are in the same same space. We're doing it. We might have very different ways of doing it. We might It might look very different to each of us, but we're all showing up. So before the Spanish family walk under my window, (laughs) I don't know if you can hear their voices. And just in talking about community, I live in in Spain and there's just so much community here in a different way from than than I ever experienced back home in Scotland. I'm so passionate about it. And I think as musicians, as artists, as music makers, it's a huge part of what we do. So... Music Rebellion's happening on the 8th of November. Come and join me then if you fancy it. If you feel called to, I'd love to get to know you and your work. But to just summarize and conclude before we head off into whatever it is that you're going to do for the rest of your day, your evening, your week, your weekend, whenever you're listening to this, your music making. It might have felt really hard to do at times. I think we all experience the the resistance. Stephen Pressfield talks about it in the War, the War of Art. Julia Cameron talks about it in The Artist's Way. All, all artists at some point talk about this. So firstly, you're not alone. You're not broken. You don't need to fix anything. 
You don't even really need to change anything. Sometimes it's just about getting a bit of help and support. Sometimes it's just about getting some sort of clarity and structure in place. Sometimes it's just having someone help talk through it in a way that resonates with you. This rebellion, this soft, gentle rebellion that we're all participating in, it is revolutionary. It is changing things. And you might not feel that right now, but your music is so fucking important. Your music is is so needed. There's something in you. There's that burning desire. There's that calling that is asking you to follow it. And whatever the reasons are that have been getting in the way so far, they're just that. They're just reasons. They're just ideas. It all comes into that action. And sometimes all we need is that helping hand. So if this podcast has been that helping hand, I'm so, so chuffed. (laughs) Please come and join me inside Music Rebellion, where we will be communing and gathering and discussing these topics and really getting to the core of who we are, what we want to do, what our value systems are, how we're going to show up in the world and walk away with a crew. You're going to have a crew of support. If that's not quite for you, if that doesn't resonate right now, then I'm here for the conversation because that's all this is, this life. It's one big conversation. So thank you so much for for watching, for listening. I'm here for it. I'll be back next week, next Thursday with another episode. And until then, keep staying radical. Make your music, keep going. Choose yourself, choose your music, choose your art. Your art's important, your work is important. And let's make some beautiful stuff. That's it. I'm sending you loads and loads of love. Take care. Be safe. Cheerio.